Koinonia, Christian fellowship, communion with God and with fellow Christians. Koinonia, an association of people who share common beliefs and activities. This is Koinonia. This is community. I am Tom Brown, and your host today, Billy Thrall. I feel like I'm being introduced for the Cleveland Cavaliers game, which we just bumped to, my friends and I. Uh, welcome. This is Koinonia here on Faith Talk 1360. Thank you, Tom Brown, for letting me have a, a weekly slot to highlight things that are, God's doing in our community. Currently, uh, I am still Billy Thrall, but currently I'm doing a thing called Movement Day Arizona, similar to City Serve that we were doing before. Igniting the church, uniting the church, those who love Jesus and love each other, how can we do it better and more effectively? Really privileged that I get to do that. And that's what leads to meet people like the two people I'm going to introduce to you sitting with me in the studio today. I hope I've said this every show because I still believe it. We need good news. We need gospel. We need, uh, you know, you get the climate, Happy New Year. Uh, But we need good news. We need God's kind of news. And I think some of the best ways that we can see God news, good news, is in the work of his people. So I don't want to compete with the television networks. What I'd rather do is talk about the beautiful things that God's people are doing here in our community. That's exactly what these two folks are all about. So welcome to Koinonia. Thanks again, Tom. This is Faith Talk 1360, and we're so glad you're listening to us either live or on a podcast, and I appreciate any feedback you want to give us. So here we are today with a couple of friends from Hope Women's Center. Tammy. Hello, Tammy. Hello. Tammy Abernathy and Bertha Alvarez. Hello, Bertha. Hello. So fun to have you two in here. Thank you. Uh, We did just connect for coffee before the show, and we really did just watch the Cleveland Cavaliers get on their bus. Those guys are tall. And uh, it hit us, you know, man, what a crazy life. And then we started realizing we live kind of crazy lives. Mm -hmm. And one of the great parts of what you guys do at Hope Women's Center is you're in the middle of some people who are in crazy life, Mm -hmm. real crazy life, not celebrity life, but in crisis. So a little introduction here in this opening segment, Tammy. What is Hope Women's Center in a a brief sentence? And then we're going to drill into your guys' stories the stories of the women you're rescuing uh, through the power of what God's doing, but a little bit of what is Hope Women's Center? We are a Christian ministry that is a resource and referral center for women and teen girls in crisis. So whatever difficult life situation they're facing, it might be unplanned pregnancy, poverty, homelessness, family conflict, substance abuse, um, domestic violence, whatever she's facing, we want to walk with her through that crisis. We want to offer hope in that crisis, but we also want to build a long-term relationship with her. Really engage her, help holistically, emotionally, spiritually, and physically. And we do that through three centers. We currently have Phoenix, Coolidge, and Apache Junction, and two additional centers we're opening this year in Maricopa and the West Valley. That's a lot. It is a lot. (laughs) (laughs) That was a mouthful. We are going to take a little break in a second because that's what we do and get some sponsors to do their thing. But in this next hour, we hope that you, the listener, are blessed. We hope that you personally are blessed by what you hear. We also hope that you're engaged. Mm -hmm. Uh, You guys are on the front lines every day Mm -hmm. with women in crisis. And I loved when you said the the walk alongside. It's relational. This is not a program-to-program kind of deal. But you guys need help, and you care about human beings, and you need prayer and engagement. So we are hoping the listener is blessed and also 
impassioned to serve Absolutely. and look at their own communities differently. So we do have to take a little break and come back, but really appreciate that the two of you are sitting here today. Uh, if you, all you've heard was this introduction, maybe at this commercial break, take a second, pray for Hope Women's Center as we drill into what they do. And think about who are the people that you know in your life that would love a place like this, that somebody walk alongside them in crisis. So this is Koinonia on Faith Talk 1360. I am Billy Thrall with Movement Day Arizona. That's the teaser. Come back. We're going to hear about what God's doing in the lives of a lot of women in our communities. Be back in just a minute. Welcome back. This is Koinonia on Faith Talk 1360. I am Billy Thrall with a thing called Movement Day Arizona. Actually, it's about every day moving forward for Arizona. That's the hat I get to wear right now, convening leaders to bless our city. And as we talked about going into the break with my friends Tammy and Bertha from Hope Women's Center, talking about their real lives being in the lives of women in crisis, women and teen girls, I'm guessing mm-hmm. as well, yes. who are in all kinds of situations. And you guys have three locations across the state. Not afraid to dig in. Mm-hmm. Way to go. Way to be like Jesus and hang out with those who need it the most. So tell us a little bit again, Tammy, kind of what, what Hope Women's Center does. And then I'm going to dig into how in the world the two of you ended up working there. So so Hope Women's Center wants to meet women and teen girls in crisis at the point of their crisis. Most come into one of our centers with an immediate need. She may be in a domestic violence situation. She may have an unplanned pregnancy. She may need food box, um, diapers for her baby, a very tangible need. We want to meet that need, but to do that, we engage her holistically. Our programs are designed to meet her needs, but in a way that really digs deeper and engages her. So we have free education classes. The way that she's able to get the material resources is she participates in our programs, begins to take classes, meets with a mentor, attends support group, and she earns points, and she's able to use those points to get the material needs. But really our heart is to minister her to her emotionally, and then the basis of everything we do is spiritually. Because as we begin to help her see herself as God sees her, and to really look deeper at who she is. It begins to change her ways of thinking and choices, and it really begins to engage her heart. And as she begins to make different choices, it begins to impact her situation and her family. So very holistically looking at how can we meet that physical need, but also that emotional and spiritual need. And our programs are designed to do that in a deeper way. Uh, It sounds, again, like so much like how Jesus would do it. Uh, one of the things so. that hits me is it's actually people in crisis mm-hmm. that is the entry point. And so many times we think in Christendom we need to get our act together, and then Jesus will pay attention to us. It's not true right. that Jesus enters in when that when we're weak, when we're broken. Right. The second piece, though, is please can there be someone else that walk alongside me when I'm in that broken place? Absolutely. And that's scary because a lot of these women are in a fragile condition and a scared condition probably don't trust. Mm -hmm. And to have you guys and your team 
be welcoming. I've been there. It's, it's a welcoming place. It feels friendly. Uh, but everybody's got a smiling face, and there's no such thing as shame in your context. So thank you for what you do. I, I do. I'm always interested. How does God put certain people in a ministry? How did they end up in that spot? So Bertha, you do ministry in these frontline work with these women. How did you get there? Well, um, in 2007, uh, my husband and I came from California, and I was looking for a job, and at the same time, I wanted to volunteer somewhere. So when I heard at our church, Trinity Church in Mesa, about Hope Women's Center, I thought, well, I'm going to start looking to see if I can do something here before I find a job. So I walked there. I walked in there for an orientation, um, and I would have never thought that they were praying for someone bilingual. Mm. And I got hired two weeks <laughs> later. And um, I am right now, I am a mentor at uh, at the center. And it is just wonderful to be able to work with uh, these clients. We just never know who's going to walk, walk through our door. And uh, we try to find out what their immediate needs are, whether they need a shelter, they need a place to live, if they're hiding, if they need food. And uh, we try to find out exactly where they are, and we refer them to different agencies. Uh, they, uh, If they need uh, food or utility assistance, we provide uh, them with numbers, and we tell them about our services. And we've uh, come to find out that there are many situations where they don't see their needs and that's what we try to do. We bring hope to their lives as they start sharing with us about their stories, their situation. And um, the the wonderful thing about this is that uh, a lot of the times they don't know that we are faith-based. Mm-hmm. So we being able to share uh, the Word of God, to pray with them, mm-hmm. to share the gospel with them, and then eventually see them how they get connected to with local churches is just mm. wonderful. That's Bertha Alvarez. She's part of the team at Hope Women's Center. Bertha, did you come from a faith family? Did you come from a believing family? How did you meet the Lord in your own life? I met the Lord when I was 17 years old, and I was living in San Luis, Arizona, which is the border, and uh, I went back to Mexico and I became a pastor's wife in Mexicali for about 25 years. Wow. And then uh, eventually we uh, came across the border again. I We lived in California for a few years. And uh, so being a pastor's wife in Mexico for so many years, that was just quite an experience. It was wonderful. and uh, But that was when I was only 17. Wow, that's so great. Uh- we will pray for you differently because my wife was also a pastor's wife, and we know the drama that that is. So thanks for hanging in there with the Lord. Thank you. Tammy, how about you? You uh, have a story, mm-hmm. and I'm sure your story impacts how you do ministry every day at Hope Women's Center. So 
Tammy, how did you meet the Lord, and how did you end up doing what you do? I grew up um, missionary's kid, so really grew up never knowing a time I didn't know about Christ and um, came to faith at a very early age. But in my late 20s, went through a, just a very painful divorce, found myself single mom, never thought that that would happen to me, um, and alone and raising two little kids, and it just um, was an incredibly difficult season. And I think back to that now, and I think there were so many days I thought, I can't do this, Lord. And yet I had a family and a church, tremendous church family, and I knew Christ and I had that strength within me, but still was found it so challenging and so painful and lonely. And so years later, as God brought the opportunity of Hope Women's Center forward, it was just I had such a heart for women who were going through a similar crisis that didn't know Christ, mm-hmm. that didn't have hope. Because even in the midst of all that I was going through, I always knew that Christ was with me. And mm-hmm. so knowing that women were facing these kind of situations that didn't have that hope was heartbreaking to me. So that's what drew me to Hope Women's Center. What were some of the things that people did to help keep you in the game when you were in Very a tough spot? tangibly loving me. So from things of bringing meals, taking care of my kids. I remember one Christmas they brought toys and decorated my house for Christmas. So tangible things, but also just sitting with me in that pain mm-hmm. and knowing it's, you know, it's it's okay. It's, it's brokenness and God, there's beauty in that, helping me see that God was shining through that brokenness. And at Hope, we talk a lot about that as staff and volunteers, that we are serving out of our own brokenness, mm-hmm. out of what God has done in our lives. We don't have the answers but God does. And so we can love these women and walk with them because we have walked in brokenness and we have felt shame and we have seen God heal. And so that is what I think the beautiful things about being able to serve women is that we are just walking with them and pointing them to the ultimate healer and the source of hope. Thanks for being honest uh, now in this conversation, but also with your life, because I think it makes you such a strong minister uh, that you, your story is part of how you minister. You're not just the expert. Uh, That's Tammy Abernathy, and that's Bertha Alvarez with Hope Women's Center. This is Quinonia here on Faith Talk 1360. I'm Billy Thrall, and Tammy, I'd like a little more of the story because our paths crossed, Mm -hmm. I don't know, how many years ago now, and it's part of how you ended up at Hope. So I tell that story to people. I think it's really interesting. All right. So a few years ago, getting involved with CityServe and Season of Service, I at the time had been working in Christian education, loved my job, um, felt very secure in that job, but had felt God really stirring in my heart to use the season that he had taken me through um, to really begin to minister to others. So being with involved with Season of Service and getting being able to minister in our community and seeing the hurt and the brokenness that was right here in our backyard, God just created such a fire in me and a love for our city and a love for the the hurting and a, just a desire to bring his hope and, and healing into that. And so he really began to stir in my heart and to call me out of what was a comfortable place for me, but into this leap of faith into serving him and just to being available. And I, I just, 10,000 fold, he has just um, expanded that love for our city and for what he's doing and just to be able to see him work. I cannot imagine doing anything different than the joy of watching, watching him work and transforming women's lives. As you and I have talked before, part of what I think is so interesting in that story is you had just kind of come out of your own Mm-hmm. stuff mm-hmm. and still struggling to try to figure out your own journey. <clears throat> You've been loved on and you're starting to feel better and life's starting to f- be a little more confident. Most people would think, finally, I'm in this 
safe, comfortable space. Let's leave it there. <laughs> uh, build on that. Keep it comfortable. But God did something in you. And that, I think that's a really sweet testimony to this, that actually part of your own personal healing came from a risk. Absolutely. Talk about getting out of your comfort zone and how that's been mm-hmm. a blessing to you. I think that one of the greatest things God does is he does take us out where we have to depend on him. And I think for him, that's what he showed me. He took me out of a place where I was comfortable, where I felt like I was in a good place. I had it. I knew what to do. I had it together and put me in full-time ministry where I needed him to do the next thing. Like every minute, it became a very God-dependent place. But what a rich and beautiful thing to be able to say, Lord, I can't can't meet these women's needs. I don't have the answers, but you do. And all you're asking is for me to be available and to share my own story in the sense of just being vulnerable and able to say, hey, none of us have it together, but God has the answers and God can direct and God can heal. Uh, man, I'm just feeling how so many times we think Christianity is about making sure we're okay, when really it isn't about that. It's this following Jesus. He'll make it okay, but it's not the way we think. And it's ask, actually in serving and riskiness and outside of ourselves and in, in being available where our health and healing comes from. The prophet Isaiah speaks a lot about that. True fasting is giving to the poor, and then your healing comes out of that. We have to take a break. When we come back, I want Bertha and Tammy to talk about what's it like every day at Hope Women's Center. What, what's it like and how do they stay in the game and maybe how you, the listener, can participate in caring for these women. This is Koinonia on Faith Talk 1360. I am Billy Thrall with Movement Day Arizona, really wanting to unite the church to serve the most vulnerable among us. When we come back, more specifics about what happens every day at Hope Women's Center. Join us. We'll be back in just a minute. Welcome back. This is Koinonia on Faith Talk 1360. I'm Billy Thrall with my friends from Hope Women's Center. While you were listening to those, those commercials, the, the three of us were talking about one of the cool parts about Phoenix is the connectedness. Uh, I've traveled a lot of cities. All of us have been to a lot of places. Um, I've said this many, many times. I've been to Movement Day actually in New York. So 3,000 people from 97 countries. It was an amazing thing. And other cities are doing great stuff. But I always feel like we're just connected here. Mm -hmm. They might have more technology. They might be ahead of us in some other stuff. They might have more money. You know, some cities are more resourced than us. But we know, like, we know who to call. And it makes me think if you're listening and you don't feel that, this radio station is a good touch point. City Serve or Hope Women's Center, we, well, there's this connectedness that we really are trying to make Phoenix feel like a small town. And that really helps serve people. Jim Welter, who's part of our team, you know, doing the same thing. He's trying to make the, the care of people feel like we're in a town together. So we are talking about Hope Women's Center, three, lo- three locations across Arizona. And they are, they're on the front lines. So women in crisis, real crisis. Fleeing, fleeing domestic violence or maybe an unplanned pregnancy or substance abuse, walk into Hope Women's Center hoping mm-hmm. 
uh, we've been praying, but they're just hoping that somebody will help them. Bertha, what's it like? What's it like in the office? What's it like interfacing in that environment every day? Well, as I said, um, a lot of times we just don't know who's going to walk through that door. Um, And we constantly pray that God will bring those people that are in in need to our center. And uh, one comment that we constantly hear is, it feels so good in here. Ooh, I like it here. Um, Especially, you know, when they've been there for the first time, they, they just feel the the good environment, um, people asking them, uh, you know, how can we help you? There was one time I remember when one lady was, she was sobbing, crying and crying. She was in class and we had to take her to one of our mentoring rooms. And and I asked her, you know, is there something wrong? And she said, it was this lady who approached me and she said, can I help you with something? Can I bring you water or, or a drink? And that lady, that that simple question, she was sobbing because she said, no one has ever asked me anything like that. And she was crying like she couldn't stop. Um, just being able to... to um, be nice to people or to ask them if there's anything that we can help you with or pray for you. Mm-hmm. Um, that is something very, very, very meaningful to a lot of our clients. Um, we try to bring the hope that they are needing and the and the light from God. And as Terry, uh, as um, uh, as Tammy said, we, we do not have the answer to a lot of their needs or their questions, but we have prayer. Mm-hmm. There are many times when uh, we we say, can we pray about what your situation is? And that in itself brings a lot of peace to clients. Uh, that is another expression that I have constantly heard in our mentoring sessions. I feel so good. I feel like a big relief, like something has come off my shoulders because they come to our center. Um, A lot of times they do know what is happening, but there are many times when they don't see their real need. When we have clients that are facing an unplanned pregnancy, they don't know if they're going to parent the baby. They don't know if they're going to uh, have an abortion, they, they are considering, you know, that possibility uh, um, or placing the baby for adoption. So we try to give them enough information as much as possible uh, so that they can make a wise decision. And we do not judge them on whatever they decide, but just being able to pray with them uh, to read Psalms 139, that brings uh uh, peace and uh, light of in the midst of their darkness. You know, that's one phrase that I constantly hear, how they feel in this uh, deep hole mm-hmm. and, and, and no hope at all. Mm-hmm. So just being able to share with them uh, and to, to pray with them, a lot of times that brings the light into their lives to make the right decisions. And that's how we get clients to come, start coming on a regular basis. You know, you you are praying, but there's another word. You're present. 
and there's there's something about being with someone while you're praying with them. You're you're in you're in human contact with them. I'm all for prayer in all of its forms, but you guys have a place. Uh, you're a present with them. You have women on your staff who can be with them and pray with them, and that's so powerful. That's Bertha. This is Tammy from Hope Women's Center. I'm Billy Thrall here on Koinonia. Tammy, what's it like for you every day? What's what's happening? I think one of the first th- times that I remember visiting Hope Women's Center before I began to work there, I could not shake the feeling when I walked in the door that the presence of God was there. It was so strong. There was such a peace and a difference about this ministry. And so that is one of the things I love. I We do hear that regularly from clients. I don't know what it is, but I just feel safe here. And it, we know what it is. It's the presence of God in the center. And just being able to, for a woman to come in and to know she's in a safe place, that she's not going to be judged that we want to know her name. We want to know her. We want to hear her story. Everyone has a story, and they need to be heard. And so many of our women come in just broken with shame, and just you see it. They're cloaked in it, and they're in a very dark place, and they don't even want to look you in the eye. Um, And to watch as God begins to work internally in them and bring peace and hope and healing into that, and to watch their countenance change is really remarkable. Without Using a name. Is there a story right now that's kind of hitting your so heart when you wake stories. up in the morning? <laughs> <laughs> um, we've had so many as women, as Bertha was just talking about with the pregnancy counseling, that have come in um, just seeing a women's center name and have come in thinking that we were going to be able to help her with an abortion and just being able to hear for the first time that, that God loves her her, the woman, how valuable she is and precious she is to him and the life inside of her. And just watching her find out that isn't that there are options. That isn't her only choice. She has options. She has people that are going to walk with her. And just watching that transformation, one one woman that came in and felt that was her only choice um, began to hear about God and his love for her and his love for that baby. Um, Today has a beautiful baby girl and will tell you that it is God's greatest blessing in her life. And she would have had no idea of that blessing if she had not come into a Hope Women's Center and had just people lovingly pray with her, counsel, listen to her story, and let her know she was not alone. Mm -hmm. And often that's what we find. Women just feel alone. They feel like they don't have choices. And to be able to know there there is hope. We are here to walk alongside. We are here to listen and to help you. And there you are not alone. So. That's Tammy from Hope Women's Center. And this is Koinonia. I'm Billy Thrall. How, how do people help you? I, I'm I'm sure. You know, there's more than the two of you at these facilities. We're actually 90% volunteer. Awesome. Which is great. What does a volunteer do? We are a way for the church to really serve the community. So we ask for um, volunteers to come. They teach our classes. What kind of classes Um, do you do? We do life skills and Bible study classes. What what is it? It could be anything. What's your. So we say to a volunteer coming in, what's your passion? Maybe cooking is your passion. Would you teach a cooking class to our women? Maybe it's crochet or knitting. Maybe it's sewing because that's a, a skill that they can learn that they can take. And, and learn to do a job with. Um, maybe it is parenting. We offer parenting classes every day. It might be English as a second language. It might be job skill readiness, learning how to type a resume. Um, all of those types of skills, skills classes, but also Bible study classes. One of our most attended classes in Phoenix is taught by an older gentleman, retired, that just has a heart for God's word. And the women just flock to the class because they first they are not never they're never exposed to healthy male role models. So here is this man that's giving the time to teach out of God's word, and it's incredible to watch. And he teaches 
teaches from the book of Ruth and just story after story of God's work in women's lives in the Bible and how much God loves women. And so that's been a that's a really neat study. So we do Bible studies on shame or forgiveness, healing from abuse. Just really the topics that our volunteers come in on their heart and directing them to how they can then use their gifts to serve the women. What other ways do volunteers make your stuff happen? They bring us donations. So all of the resources that we're able to give the women come from the community. So toiletries, um, diapers, clothing, household items, we provide those to the women through what is donated to us. They're able to sort some of those donations. They come in and give their time that way mentoring, and then, of course, financially. We are really completely funded by individuals, the body of Christ. And so we qualify for the Arizona Charitable Tax, so they're able to give dollar for dollar for that, but just financial donations as well. How do people contact you if they kind of heard, boy, I can help you, I would love to serve you financially or something? How do they find you guys? So So HopeWomensCenter.org. Is there... More than one of those? Are they going to get confused? There's one website. There's multiple centers, but hopewomencenter.org is our main website. You can list that all of the centers are listed on there. More information about volunteering, serving, um, ways to engage both financially and with their time as well. So, Bertha, did you start as a volunteer? Um, well, no. I was looking to be a volunteer, but they hired me. Oh, because you're bilingual. Good job. I'm bilingual. Yes. <laughs> Definitely need bi- bilingual volunteers. That's I was sure. an answer to their prayers at that time. <laughs> and you were an answer to theirs. And vice versa. Exactly. <laughs> we also have a children's program at a couple of our centers. And so, so what's our, that? So our point? children's program is for ages zero to five while their moms are in class. So as a single mom, that was really a passionate area for me to know that um, a woman could come and have a place, safe place for her children to be while she takes classes. So our Phoenix Center, we always need volunteers in our children's program. We do like a vacation Bible school type curriculum with them. I'm just really loving these kids, feeding them physically, feeding them spiritually, giving them a safe place to be while their moms take classes. So we always need volunteers that have a heart for kids. I've been to your center. Uh, Another word that hits me is it's so dignifying. Uh, You're not there for you. You're thinking, what will this person need? So it's clean, it's friendly, the thought that, boy, we're going to have a class because our volunteers are going to teach a class, but mom's probably going to need some daycare. You've thought that through. I want to talk a little bit more about the heart of Hope Women's Center when we get back after this break. This is Koinonia on Faith Talk 1360. I am Billy Thrall with Movement Day Arizona, moving the church to action for things like this, connecting the community to serve uh, our most vulnerable women, even with Hope Women's Center. We'll be back in just a little bit to talk a little bit more about that. Be back in a minute. Welcome back to Koinonia here on Faith Talk 1360. I'm Billy Thrall. Bertha started talking at the break, so here she is again. Uh, these are my friends Tammy and Bertha from Hope Women's Center, doing incredible work for some of our most vulnerable, scared women of our city who don't know where to go. They think the narrative plays out that they don't matter. They've been abused or shamed or they're on this pregnancy that they want to just eliminate. And Hope Women's Center has walked alongside so many women over the years to, who are now moms uh, or have offered a baby to someone who wanted a baby and who have found their own strength and dignity and job and are now serving the Lord. So thank you. 
Bertha, you have your own radio show uh, on Monday night, so you're used to talking about that story. But mention what you were just going to say. How how do some of the ways that people actually show up at Hope Women's Center? Well, uh, yes, I do have a Spanish radio show uh, on Mondays, and uh, there have been a, a few ladies that have come to our shelter, to our center. They heard me on the radio. They heard me, and they they came. Uh, to our center saying that they had heard me and that they wanted to know about our services uh, with very hard uh, situations, uh, domestic violence, uh, abuse. And so as they started coming to our, our center, we I was mentoring them and we kind of like made a plan and we talked about uh, some options. We talked about boundaries. We, we, they, uh, one of them accepted the Lord, and she is already attending a local church, and, and I'm just very happy, very glad for her. So um, when people uh, hear about Hope Women's Center through the radio, um, they, they hear that there is this place where they can come in whatever situation they, they're in. Whatever their situation uh, is, uh, they know that they might be able to find something there uh, to help them with either electricity, electricity bills, uh, diapers, um, uh, and or to kind of like set up a plan to work on whatever issues they might have. Uh, in our mentoring sessions, one of the things that we try to do is to help clients to process whatever they have been carrying from uh, the previous years, any uh, sexual abuse, any domestic violence, uh, uh, rejection in their childhood. So we not only provide them with uh, things that might be uh, immediate needs, uh, diapers, electricity, but also to process uh, and to, with God's uh, help, heal those wounds that have been infected for many, many years. And this is also something that they get here at Hope Women's Center. And just being able to share those things on the radio, the hope and the light. Uh, we um, have talked about rejection and how it could affect us throughout our lives. And being able to come to our support groups, as Tammy was saying, you know, some of the classes that we have and the support groups that we have, um, that that brings uh, scripture to their lives and the wounds start to heal. That's so it's sweet. just wonderful. Tammy, so it makes me think maybe somebody's listening and they're like, where is this magical <laughs> place that God <laughs> has put in our city and for maybe one of two reasons, they they themselves are listening and they need to be at Hope Women's Center for themselves, but ha- or, or or maybe they want to serve. So tell me where this place location. What does it look like, and where is it? Our Phoenix Center. We have a brand new Phoenix Center. It's sixteen forty East McDowell Road, so Sixteenth Street and McDowell Road. Our Phoenix Center is eighty five hundred square feet. We are really excited that God provided this new center. It gives us a lot of space and opportunity for ministry. So we were able to expand our classes, a much larger children's program. We're actually partnering with another ministry, Living Hope Centers, to offer more expansive or extended pregnancy services. They'll be able to do all ultrasounds on site now, and then a a space in the middle where we can do a lot of family events. So we're really excited about the opportunity that God's provided to partner with some other ministries that can come and do some joint things on site, on campus, at this new center. I want to drill into a little bit more about kind of two things. One, 
what are the services you offer for somebody who just walks in? So kind of run through that list again. What for, So they can get immediate needs. So we'll always provide immediate physical emergency needs, diapers, food, clothing, whatever that immediate need is. But they can come in. They can start taking classes immediately. They look at the schedule for the day. They maybe want to go to a parenting class, a Bible study, a support group. So there's classes that they can come to. They can sign up for mentoring, which is meeting one-on-one with a trained Christian woman that's going to really just listen to their story help them figure out what it is that they are really seeking to change, to set goals for, and really walk with them through that process. Um, Then they can also sign up for support groups. Maybe they need other information of what's going on, what things are in the city. Maybe they're looking for a job. They need resources for regular food box, a domestic violence shelter. So a lot of what we do is resource referral. We partner with a lot of other ministries to look at how we can just provide those. If we don't have it at Hope, then how can we connect them to those resources that are going on in our city. And then the second question is, somebody listening might be stirred and think, you know, currently they don't need you in that way, but maybe they need you in the sense that they should serve there. Mm-hmm. Uh, how? What are ways, again, that people can get to the center, serve at the center. You, you say now 90% of what you do is volunteers. So there right now is a real need so for many, that. There yeah, is. There's so many ways that. to volunteer, whether you have an hour a week, an hour a month, or an hour every three months. There's just always something to do. So it doesn't have to feel like a huge commitment. If you have a heart to teach a class, our classes are once a week for an hour for each teacher. So that's a way that they can serve to train, to be a mentor, to really have a heart to walk alongside these women um, one-on-one, to be able just to come and sort donations. We tell moms all the time, drop your kids at school, grab a cup of coffee, come with a friend and come sort donations and visit. Um, at the centers together to pray for the center. Maybe your church group wants to do a project. Maybe you have a community group that's willing to provide a meal for the families once a week. On Thursday nights, we offer a couples class, so an opportunity for the men to come to the center with their partners and to be able to engage with a class. So we are just looking for um, church groups, volunteers to come in and do a meal with the families. Not just we're going to serve you food, but we're going to break bread together. We're going to sit with you. We're going to get to know you, to eat together. Um, we are looking for tutors for our teen program, teachers for our teen classes. So really whatever your heart or passion is, we can connect you at Hope Women's Center with a way to serve. Tammy and Bertha from Hope Women's Center, thanks for what you do. This is uh, Quinania here on Faith Talk 1360. I'm Billy Thrall with Movement Day. I want to ask one of you this question, whoever wants to answer it. Is there a part of Scripture, is there a story in Scripture or a passage of Scripture that just motivates you, that you just find yourself going there time after time after time, that it gives you your own personal hope? Is there just some passage that just drives you daily in this work? Lamentations 3.23 says that the blessings of the Lord are new every morning. And this is something that I constantly tell myself, especially on my way to work, because I want to also be able to share this with clients. The Lord's blessings are new every morning. Mm-hmm. And when for someone that has felt that there is no hope, that they are, they've been in so much sadness or depression, this is something that uh, once they hear it, uh, it makes them think in a different way. And... Um, that verse, I have shared it so many 
times a lot with a lot with many of our clients. Beautiful. Tammy, how about for you? There's one in Isaiah that talks about that God will show us the riches in the dark places, the secret places. And that for me is the beauty that he brings in brokenness. And I love that passage. I have it up in my office just to remind myself and the women we serve that there is beauty in, in everything and that God brings beauty out of what are the dark and painful and, and secret places of our lives. His light, once it shines there, brings beauty from that and hope. And so that is very encouraging to me. What are some of your dreams for this coming year? Oh, well, we have a new program I didn't touch on that we are really working with birth moms whose kids are in foster care. And so one of my dreams is to really see that program continue to grow as these moms who feel so alone in this process um, really have someone to walk with them through that reunification. But also, how can that birth mom and that foster mom um, partner together for the health and the the good of that child. And so seeing God work in those relationships, um, that's a dream that we have. And then these two new centers that... Yeah. Our communities that our churches and believers that have asked to have Hope Women's Center there where they recognize that as a need in their community, um, just that God would bring those about, both in Maricopa and in, in the West Valley. Um, those are just areas that believers are saying, we want to have that here, and we really want to see God do that. So just praying that those two would come to fruition as well. This is Tammy and Bertha with Hope Women's Center. Again, if something you've heard has stirred your heart, and you you just want to meet these folks, I don't blame you. Uh, they're at Hope Women's Center. Maybe you know someone who could really use their services and love and attention. Uh, please contact them, hopewomencenter.com, dot org. Hopewomencenter.org. Dot org. <laughs> uh, but also, uh, I'm also reminding all of you that maybe you're sitting there going, in this time and season of our country, you're like, I don't know what to do. I don't know. The, it's just too messed up, and I don't know what to do. I would say uh, I, I know what you should do. <laughs> you should uh, contact Hope Women's Center. Um, men, women, mm-hmm. anybody Families who wants to serve. To serve. What I, and yeah. you said this earlier. What I love about what you guys do is you don't take a volunteer and say, hey, here's the opening. Go do it. What you say is, what's the passion that God's put on your heart? Could you share that with a group of women who need it? Mm-hmm. Highly relational. So cooking class, painting class, reading class, mentoring class, knitting class, sewing class, they, those didn't come because you thought they were a good idea. It's because the volunteers God sent you had that in their heart. And then who knows where it goes from there. But And then I also think maybe people are listening, and I just want to remind folks that the, the big giant macro system is very complicated. You know, you touched on the foster care system. We talk on the homeless system, the domestic violence system. <laughs> the three of us have been in those worlds. Very complicated. But you know what's not complicated? One-on-three relationships, family-to-family relationships, break down the big thing into really small, tiny communities. Again, Tammy and Bertha from Hope Women's Center, we have to take one more break. When we come back, I think I'm going to have us pray for our city, and then folks can also pray for you. This is Koinonia here on Faith Talk 1360. I am Billy Thrall. When we come back, one more little spot with my friends from Hope Women's Center, Hope you've been blessed, but we'll be right back in just a minute.
What a blast. I always try not to cry when I get these kind of sacred times with folks like you guys. Tammy Abernathy, Bertha Alvarez from Hope Women's Center. Thank you guys for what you do. Thanks for taking the risk of serving people that sometimes get ignored or shamed in our culture. Thanks for loving them so well. Appreciate you guys being here. Just to remind the listeners again, it's called Hope Women's Center. You can go to hopewomencenter.com and .org. org, figure out any way that you want to financially contribute to what they're doing, personally contribute, or maybe you know somebody or are somebody who could really use some special love in this season, in this new year. So I encourage you to go to these great people. I'm going to ask Tammy to pray for us, to pray for our city, pray for what God's doing here as these good news stories build momentum. So Tammy, we just pray for us. Heavenly Father, thank you for the privilege to see the work and to walk alongside the work that you are doing in our city, Lord. Thank you for the hope and the healing that you are bringing to women and children and families' lives. Thank you for the light that you are bringing in the darkness, Lord. And just thank you that your heart for the city is great and that you have put that in us as your body to serve and that you have, one of the things I love, Lord, that you have done in my life is that you have um, given me the vision and the hurt, the way that you hurt for the brokenness you see in our city and to feel that and to want to be able to share your light and your hope with families, Lord. And just the privilege it is to be able to simply be a channel for you, um, to be able to be a vessel that you use to shine your love and your light and your hope into families' lives. So just thank you for that privilege. Thank you for the work that you are doing across our valley in so many ministries. Thank you for the body that as a whole is serving and just being channels for you, Lord. And thank you that we can look to that hope this year to know that you are working and your plans are not being thwarted. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you both again. God bless you, anyone who is listening. Thank you, Tammy and Bertha, for being in here. And just reminded God is big and he gives us an eye for the city to be filled with compassion that's what this is about. Thank you, Tom Brown, for letting me, Billy Thrall, host this week's edition of Koinonia here on Faith Talk 1360. Pray that you, the listener, have also been blessed and that you will continue to be a blessing to others through that. God bless, and we'll talk to you next week.